Welcome back to the Bill Bennett Show. Uh, today, Claude and I are going to go through your emails. Mm-hmm. Smartest thing said on these podcasts, your emails. Right. And uh, we'll uh, try to give the best answers we can to your very smart questions and observations. Keep them coming. Absolutely. Please email uh, Bill Bennett uh, podcast at gmail.com. Great. I want to let you know about our friends at Bank on Yourself. Have you been dreading looking at your 401k or your IRA account balance? Yeah, things aren't looking really good right now, and you're not alone. And the experts say there has been no place to hide, but that is simply not true. The truth is you can build a financial bunker that grows and protects your money during even the scariest economic times. The Bank on Yourself Retirement Plan Alternative lets you escape the financial carnage that has never had a losing year in over 160 years. Whether you have been investing for years or just started out, now is the time to bypass Wall Street and bank on yourself. Bank on Yourself lets you reach your financial goals and dreams without taking any unnecessary risks. You get guaranteed predictable growth and retirement income with no luck, skill, or guesswork needed. This strategy also lets you take a tax-free retirement income, which protects you from the coming tax tsunami. Unlike the government-controlled 401k, IRA, or similar plan, you control the money in your plan, not the government. You can use your money for any purpose with no questions asked without interrupting the growth of your savings. This is the strategy Famous businesses like McDonald's have used when no banker would lend them a dime, and almost anyone can do it. No volatility. Your plan doesn't go backward when the markets tumble. Both your principal and growth are protected. Peace of mind, perhaps the best reason of all. You'll know the minimum guaranteed value of your plan on the day you plan to tap into it and at every point along the way. You can get a free report with all the details of how adding bank on yourself to your financial plan can help you take back control of your money. Just go to bankonyourself.com slash bill. That's bankonyourself.com slash bill. This information is for educational purposes only and is not a solicitation for the purchase of any financial product. All guarantees are based on the claims paying ability of the insurer. Speaking of emails, yes, I got them. Yes, you do. You want them? Yes. Let's go through plenty them. of emails because here. we pay attention to your emails. We're going to read some, summarize them, and uh, give a response. All right. Let's see. We've got a ton of them. We're going to get to Good, uh, let's today. Go. Let's see. This one's from Travis Mott in Glen Rose, Texas. It says, dear uh, uh, Bennett and Claude, I appreciate the thoughts and insights from the two of you. Keep up the good work. Uh, your recent thoughts on whether to engage if someone is in danger points to the main ailment of our country. As a nation, we are in the midst of a moral crisis. Uh, I pray we return to sanity and unity soon. May I propose how Trump could save America with two simple acts? Uh, number one, if Trump would vet presidential candidates, there are many very qualified and throw his full support behind them. Republicans could win in a landslide. Trump's candidacy uh, will bring a large number of Democrat voters to the polls. He is the only one who could lose to Biden. I agree with that. that first. Yeah, I agree with mm-hmm. that. Pointed out this morning, someone did. You know, he'll be 78 when he runs. Mm-hmm. He's kind of ill-tempered before he was 78, <laughs> you know. 
I love Trump. I love, I love the presidency. Some of the things he did, I don't love, but mm-hmm. at all. But um, but I mean, his policies were great. Just continue the policies. Bless someone. Take yourself and your person out of the picture, right? Because okay. that's what the Democrats want. Mm-hmm. I continue to believe they want to focus the midterms and twenty four. Mm-hmm. on Trump and what a danger and they might succeed it's the only thing they can do to get voter turnout is the to oppose biggest failure on the scene right now is Kamala Harris mm-hmm. worse mm-hmm. numbers than Biden yep but in a matchup with Trump mm-hmm. very very close sure sure all right so uh in the, the second uh thing he says is uh if Trump would support and rally for a convention of states seeking two amendments to the constitution term limits and a balanced budget this could save the nation convention of the states i I just got a steal from seth here Mm -hmm. um someone called seth leibson show and said let's have a convention you know Mm -hmm. national convention convention of the states is called for you know how hard that would be to get so seth yeah to his credit and i was very proud of seth and you will be too sports he said he he went to a video clip of jim mora Mm-hmm. Remember Jim Mora? He was yeah. coach of the Saints. Mm-hmm. We knew him because he was Jack Kemp's roommate, you know, and we all knew Jack. I didn't know that, yeah, really. Yeah. In college. He pulled a video of Jim Mora, mm-hmm. coach of the Saints. <laughs> and they're off to a terrible start, you know. And he gets a question from the press about how do you feel about the playoffs? Oh, said, yeah. Mm-hmm. said, playoffs, playoffs. How about we win a game? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Playoffs. Yeah. How about we win a game? <laughs> So same about the convention of the states calls for, you know, the states to vote a convention yeah. of the states. Yeah, it's not going to happen. This? Yeah. First point, yes. Second mm-hmm. point, nice idea ain't going to happen. First point, good idea, could happen. Hope it happens. All right. And uh, he just goes on to say, there are many who intentionally seek to divide the country. Uh, Trump provides explosive fuel for that division and a distraction from the blunders of the current administration. America needs someone uh, to unify, not further divide. Thank you, Travis. And he's right. I mean, we talked about this. So. Yeah. Now, look, if you have a DeSantis, he's going to divide, not necessarily because he starts out as a divider, but the attacks on him are going to be mm-hmm. divisive. Uh, then we've got our friend Timothy from Louisville, Kentucky, uh, says, Dear Claude and Dr. Bennett, on a recent trip uh, to a continuing medical ed- education conference put on by a decades old institution, I took Mark Byerline's The Dumbest Generation Grows Up from stupef- uh, Stupefied Youth to Dangerous Adults with me. We had uh, Mr. Byerline on the show and was just in a recent email exchange with him. I think we're going to have him back on the show about a piece that he wrote about your Stanford visit, right? Yeah. Where's that piece going to appear? He's trying to find somewhere for it to oh, appear okay, now okay. because it's a little bit longer than okay, other good, pieces good, and so good, he's trying okay. to work it out now but we'll have him back on that he says uh, several of the take home points that I picked up from the book includes the observations uh, of decreasing ACT and SAT scores of yeah. millennials lack of use of facts in their argument the pursuit of happiness and how decreased reading of print materials have, has affected uh, these events yeah not, not only that but uh, you know, he talks about the medical context so there's talk about getting rid of the MCATs the um to aptitude test for medical school or not having it uh, required of uh, minority groups or other groups, special groups. Uh, Got to watch out for the dilution of standards here. Really, really do. He also said on the way back home uh, from the airport, he stopped to pick up uh, The Adventures of Tom Sawyer by Mark yeah, Twain. Yeah. And uh, yes, yeah, at over 30 years ago, he hated having summer reading for high school. Yeah. But now he's uh, elated to have all these books. Uh, let's see. He says uh, he found his grown son's old room. Uh, and he has 
has this list of books. The Prince, To Kill a Mockingbird, The Catcher in the Rye of Mints and Men, The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. And Mice and Men. Mice and Men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, speaking of airports, I should have said at the beginning, you just got out of an airport. Yeah. Where were you? You like just flew in this morning. Where were you? Uh, so I was in Logan, Utah, at Utah State University um, for a satellite conference, SmallSat 2022. Um, I, I have a client, a media client, well, a client that I do media work for uh, that deals in space, uh, defense, uh, satellite building, and things like that. And so they have these big conferences, all these uh, space people and satellite rocket launch people get together, and they talk about the latest that's happening in space. Just well, a fascinating they wanted thing. you out there. Yeah, well, yeah, they wanted me out there to record a few shows from the floor of the the, the conference, and I mean, there's some. I mean, there are, there are companies out there that are you know into this. You know, you've got the whole 3D printing thing where they want to launch 3D printers into space, where they can use space matter as you know stock feed for 3D printing to repair. Um, you know, satellites and things like that. You're so already beyond me. It's crazy. Well, so that way they don't have to spend millions of dollars to launch, you know, new parts up to space. And they can just 3D print using space feed and then try to find a way to do it with space junk. And, you know, of course, you're talking, you know, national defense and stuff like that. It's just a lot, you know, in the Air Force. I mean, you've got Colorado Springs not too far. So, you know, a lot of military were there. Um, there was it was it was it was pretty cool to to uh, to play a small part. Did you wander the Utah State campus at all? Yes, I did. And uh, as I'm wandering the, the campus, I look over, you know, to my left, and you know, the gates open at the football field. I think the team may be getting ready for practice. So I just kind of go through the. It's open, so you know, so I go through the gate, uh, wander over to the field, take a couple pictures. It was nice. You know, I like who, Utah. You know who they're opening against? Utah State. I don't know. Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think just 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 the luck. Of yeah, it. yeah. I think that's right. I'll look that up. We'll I'll ask we'll ask Phil Steele what he's on. Yeah, we're still trying to get Phil Steele. Go ahead, on. go like ahead. Utah State. All right. Uh, let's see. The next email is from our friend Vern, who's in uh, Raleigh, uh, North Carolina. I says I greatly enjoyed listening to your podcast. Uh, you two work very well together, and I'm always educated by your guests and topics. We do work well together. We right do. Right? We okay. Yeah. Yeah. We do all right. Uh, it's better see. when you're exhausted. <laughs> I said, I can't recall in which recent episodes you mentioned that you were unable to find Michelle Obama's senior thesis, but I made a note to contact you in 2010. I downloaded Miss Obama's uh, Princeton thesis, uh, which may have been subsequently restricted. I also download, uh, downloaded Dr. Jill Biden's dissertation, uh, executive position paper. Uh, I completed my doctoral training at the Michigan State University. I'm not sure why the is the, quotations yeah, in yeah, all yeah. caps, but that's fine. And 1976. By the way, I think Michigan State's coming to Maryland this year to play the Terps. I think I'll go. I says, and I think the uh, dissertation process uh, there was a bit more rigorous. I suspect your education at Texas and Harvard are uh, was likewise a bit more rigorous there. Well, thank you. Who's that from? From Ver- uh, Vern. Well, Vern, I appreciate. It, but where's the punchline? <laughs> I mean, what was Jill's thesis about and what was Michelle's thesis about? Well, essentially, he just wants, if you're interested in getting a copy, he can send it to us. I don't want to read the whole damn thing. I just, how about a summary, Vern? Vern, next email, a summary. Right. Title, I think Michelle's is about all the horrible racism she experienced on the Princeton campus. Mm-hmm. Give tough. me a break. You it's know. tough there. Yeah. <laughs> tough. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. Let's move on. Uh, tough, friend, tough there. Jane Scott in uh, Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, she says, hello, Dr. Bennett and Claude. I always enjoy listening to you both. Claude, I enjoyed the mention of your very liberal friend who couldn't come up with one good thing President Biden has done to help with That's right. You mentioned that. You, yeah. see, you asked your liberal friend. He's for Biden, but yeah. name one good thing. Just name know. one. It says, uh, what a mess his administration has created. Better he had left Trump policies unchanged and just take uh, longer naps and Delaware escapes. And I do not want Trump to run again. Just too much drama. Yeah, yeah I understand. I yeah, understand. That. I'll tell you, you know, I've gotten a lot of flack since I've said I hope he doesn't. But, you know, they do this stuff like this raid. It kind of draws your sympathy. You say, God, you know, let that guy run and just smash these But again, guys. and, and, and you know, I didn't mention this on our mini episode, but if they, just like you said, if they don't find anything of substance, you know, um, what's going to end up happening is they, you will look back on this date and say, this launched this 2024 campaign. If they find, if there's nothing that comes out of it, they, they basically just put them back on the map. Why didn't they subpoena first? Mm -hmm. We'll see. Uh, Let's see. So Marsha from Arizona says, uh, hey, Claude, that podcast was awesome. Oh, I think Marsha's talking about the podcast. So we released a show where uh, we used the audio that wasn't being used from uh, a project we were doing um, for Florida, an education project. So I didn't didn't mention what the project was. The teaching of history and social studies. Exactly. So I didn't mention exactly what that was or how it was going to be released, but there was a lot of stuff that we recorded and, and a lot of it wasn't going to be used and so i said well this is really good content we're going to release it as a podcast so people should go back and listen to that i mean you had your professor hat on your second ed hat on and you know really taught uh so uh let's see um marcia says that podcast was awesome i have grandchildren coming up through the education ranks i just pray that they will get to experience all the rich history that bill talked about uh today during their educational time both of my children have turned away from the from public education system to homeschool You and Bill are my favorite podcasters. We're podcasters. Who thought about that? Uh, And I always look forward to each one. Thanks for all you do. Thank you, Marcia. I I have to say, when people now say I've turned away from public, I tend to think you did the right thing. Mm -hmm. Hate to say it because I used to say 90% of our kids are going to be educated in the public schools now. We're more like 80. But um, can't abandon them. But gosh, they're making it hard to stay in a lot of places. Stuff, the junk, the crap. They're foisting on kids and parents mm-hmm. yeah absolutely uh so this is from our friend jeff in tacoma washington says bill and claude i just listened to this morning's podcast and the preview uh of the interview with byron york oh this is when we did emails and 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 just discuss some news of the day and then i played at the back end of it i think uh byron's uh discussion on the live golf uh, uh thing live golf right yeah yes yeah. so, so byron mentioned live golf would be more inclined to the young people because of the his short attention span. So I guess Byron failed to connect that each day of golf turn each day of a golf tournament is only 18 holes. The length of the day's play would be determined by the number of golfers. If one has the attention span to watch a PGA round on Thursday, uh, they require less attention span on Saturday after the cut. If I remember correctly, the PGA cuts the final round down. Also, I haven't watched golf in a few years. So they make the cut after the first two rounds. The difference is, is that I think live live only has three rounds, not four. Uh, and they have a shotgun start and the PGA doesn't. So all the golfers start at the same time, just on different holes. And on the PGA tour, everyone starts on hole one or 10 and then groups just follow. You so, mean like so you start on hole six or seven or something? Yeah, everybody starts at the same time. So the start time's eight o'clock. Everybody's out on the course, whether you start on hole one, six. That seems nine, odd, but I guess if they're paying me a million dollars, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? How many more golfers are going to this live thing? 
Well, let's see. I think since the last time we spoke, I believe Patrick Reed has uh, is now on the Live Golf Tour. Uh-huh. Dustin Johnson's there, of course. Phil he's Nicholson. big. He's like huge, yeah, right? Yeah. Bryson DeChambeau's there now. And does that mean they're not in PGA? As of now, yeah. Although they can still play in the major tournaments, since the major tournaments don't invite them. Yeah. And there were there were three players who who had a lawsuit against the PGA because they actually qualified for the FedEx uh, Cup playoff, and they lost that. Um, and so... But we'll see. We'll see how okay. it all how, how it all plays out. I said, by the way, after playing the current podcast, so he listens on iHeart. It jumped back to a previous podcast that we did in the show with uh, Charles Murray and the discussion on his book Human Diversity. Oh yeah, he says that was excellent. He says I will have to nook that book. He has an e-reader called a Nook, a Barnes and Noble e-reader, and so he has to Nook the book. He says, and possibly his twenty twenty one. That's not nuking the book. No, 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 <laughs> no. Uh, let's see, facing reality. He says, uh, uh, be waiting for an interview on facing reality. So he wants us to bring Mr. Murray back on on that book as well. And this last one is from our buddy Don. Uh, in, he's in Newberry, Florida now. Don, email in how long have you been in Newberry? Because if I remember, Don was New Jersey, right? Or Don Ugliano, yeah. he didn't start in Florida. Not with yeah, that yeah. last name. <laughs> email us, Don, about your uh, trek there to Newberry. So essentially, uh, he saw you on the panel on Fox a, a while back, uh, and you made a good point about society needing an exorcism and said that uh, Leslie Marshall, a person of the left, totally disagreed with that comment and seemed to kind of soft at, uh, scoff at it. Wait a minute. I didn't say society needed an exorcism. I said some of these kids might need an exorcism. Mm. That they go so deep down into the Internet. Mm-hmm. into the inner reaches, like the eighth circle of hell, um, that they get drenched in blood and ugliness and sadism and murder. Maybe, maybe, mm-hmm. just maybe in addition to everything else, counseling, parents, schools paying attention, everything else, military service, maybe an exorcism. Okay, there you go. Uh, and he said he listened to the, um, the the podcast that we mentioned before about the teaching of history. Uh, and he says, uh, essentially, he was saying that, you know, we can teach about how good the country is, but that opens up uh, responses of racism and social injustice and things like that. So he said he has a few suggestions. I'll just read off a few of them. It says parents need to take control of uh, local school boards and superintendent positions, which you've talked about. Uh, not because of CRT, but because they need to begin to teach the truth about the country and the danger we face from the left. The second suggestion, he says, history courses need to teach the beginnings of socialism, progressivism, Marxism, and communism. We can't just teach the good of America. We have to teach why it is good and how these other uh, forms of government uh, will not work. Correct. Uh, let's see. We need to teach the true history of the Democrat Party, slavery, KKK, Jim Crow, uh, Margaret Sanger, Woodrow Wilson, separate but equal, along with the bad done by Republicans. Uh, he's, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, do away with the Federal Department of Education. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> something that, a lot of people are screaming about that. I've heard that a, a couple times. Uh, he says, uh, uh, number five, do away with federal funding of student loans and grants. Uh, he says, six, taxing the endowments of colleges and universities. Um, he says, uh, have tuition-free state colleges and universities that provide only STEM. Uh, charge tuition for all other non-STEM courses. Require contracts between students and colleges and universities that if the student is unable to find employment in their field, the college and uni- or university uh, will be responsible for any loans. Okay, now this is what we want to talk to our guest next week about. Wait, right. wait, he's got a very interesting idea about insurance. Mm-hmm. When your kid goes to college, you take out insurance, right? That he'll make a certain amount of money. money yeah, based on whatever. Fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. <laughs> it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, let's see. Bring back trade schools. Another uh, uh, thought. He says in yes, tenure. Uh, and do away with teacher colleges and certification for K through 12. If millions of parents can homeschool their children, then why do we need this requirement of certification? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Certification's been a big fraudulent thing for a long time. Yeah. 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 No, he's, 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 he's a very smart guy. And Don I'm is, yeah. Lot, mm-hmm. As all our listeners are. Yes. Yes. Um, I just want to say something about, it's not the central story of the day, but 84,000 new IRS agents. Wow. Eight, uh, under this bill. Okay. We're going to hire 85,000 to do audits. Mm-hmm. This is doubling their audit force. I mean, they're going to be in everybody's pants. They're going to be in everybody's backyard, everybody's files. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. And this is a huge expansion of the federal government. Now, I think since all funding bills originate in the House, if the Republicans take back the House in November... They can defund that. They can just refuse to fund those additional agents. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think I'm wrong. Okay. I'd I'd await any insight on that. Okay. Stay current on the threat posed by China with our friends at Committee on the Present Danger China. Go to presentdangerchina.org. Presentdangerchina.org. Okay, that does it for today's show. To catch up on previous episodes of the show, go to thebillbennettshow.com. You can follow me on Twitter at William J. Bennett. You can like me on Facebook. Just search Bill Bennett. Feel free to email the show. I'd love to hear from you. It's billbennettpodcast at gmail.com. 